Welcome to episode number 64 of the Active Geek Podcast. In this episode, Chuck and I are focusing on James Hallett, a.k.a. Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine. We are talking Wolverine from the comic origin in 1974 to the cartoon origin in 1992 to his film debut in X-Men throughout all the X-Men movies leading up to the upcoming release on March 3rd, 2017, Logan, starring Hugh Jackman as the title character Logan in what is to be his last portrayal, as we know of right now, of Wolverine. Patrick Stewart is reprising his role as Charles Xavier. And then you have Daphne Keene, a new upcoming actress who's playing X-23. Boyd Holbrook is playing Donald Pierce, the leader of the Reavers. Stephen Merchant is also in the film, and he is playing Caliban. Chuck and I are both excited for this movie, and we share our thoughts on it, as well as our thoughts on Wolverine as the character, and what makes him so popular, what makes him so badass, and why Wolverine is the true leader of the X-Men, in my mind. Chuck kind of disagrees, but, you know, hear both of our arguments and be the judge for yourself. So without any further ado, this is episode number 64 of the Active Geek Podcast, entitled Logan. All right, Chuck, so before we even get into our welcoming the next hero into the Active Geek Arena, I feel like it's pertinent to kind of amend what we said in our last Geek Gallery. Yes. Um, So we were both really pumped that Matt Reeves was slated to be the next director of the Batman movie. And he's dropped out. So this is the first, this is the official, we're taking it to the Active Geek Podcast first, that we are throwing our hats in the ring to direct the Batman movie. Kind of like the Russos, but we're going to call ourselves the Geekos, because we're not brothers, we don't have the same last name. Well, we're like brothers. But we we can't call us the Delamores. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That the little Millers, like no, that doesn't sound right. So, the Geekos. So that's it. We're throwing our hats in the ring. If we were both wearing hats right now, I know you brought one. There's one in a couple in my closet. We're throwing those bitches straight in the ring for the viewers or for the listeners because we're an audio <laughs> podcast. Again, you threw your hat into said ring. So we are throwing our hats into the ring to direct the next Batman movie. So DC, Geek Jeff Hall. Johns. Uh, ben Affleck, who's probably going to drop out of Batman 2, you call us. Um, you don't have my phone number, so don't call us because you won't be able to reach me. Um, tweet us at ActiveGeek underscore on Twitter, and we can work things out. We'll do it for free. Um, yeah. Just give us licensing rights to, uh, to the toys. So, Chuck, we're going to welcome a new hero into the ring today. And this is a, a very popular hero. We're going to bring him into the Active Geek arena. Right? So this man debuted in October of 1974 in Hulk 180. That was his first cameo appearance. Got his full comic book appearance in Hulk 181 the next month, November 1974. He is 5'3", 195 pounds before surgery, 5'3", 300 pounds after surgery, um, and his name is James Hallett. A lot of people call him James Logan Hallett. Do you know how he got his name? Do you know how he goes by Logan? No. So, he, we didn't know anything about this guy, like his origin story, until Joe Casada wrote a uh, graphic novel called Origins. Yeah, I, I, and that was recent, that was what, like 2004? Around there. Um, 2002, I'm sorry. So, 
he writes this origin story, and we finally find out where the, the term Logan came from. So, James Hallett lived with the Hallets, mm-hmm. his mother and his father. He was friends with um, a guy by the last name of Logan, whose father's name was Thomas Logan. Thomas Logan is the man who killed the Hallets. So, he took the name Logan as a kind of like an alias to run away from the other Logans because they won't be looking for somebody by their last name. They'd be looking for the Hallets because they knew that James uh, Jr., I guess, maybe his last name was James, I don't know, um, was running away. So he took the, uh, the name of Logan to never forget who killed his family and to honor his family by taking that name to, to kill Thomas Logan. And a lot of people say that Mrs. Hallett kind of was getting things on the side and slept with Thomas Logan and that James Hallett Logan, our Wolverine, is Thomas Logan's son. So well, they, whole fucked up Jerry Springer-like origin story. Well, they kind of alluded to that in origin. Yeah. The yeah. movie. Yeah, and that, think about it, that was 2004, so two years after Casada's yeah. book came out. So, you know, people were doing their, their homework on it. So for those at, those at home playing along, if they have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, and they don't know who James Hallett is, or they don't know who Logan is, we're talking about Logan the Wolverine from the X-Men series, Marvel character, right? What are your thoughts on Wolverine? I always loved him. My first <laughs> experience with him was the 92 X-Men series. Okay. Um, and then I got into the comics... And that's how I kind of got really into comics like that, is from the cartoons. Yeah. So, I re- and X-Men was huge when I was a kid, and I was a big fan. And um, I always loved Wolverine, because mm-hmm. he was a loner asshole. Yeah. And even he, even in the cartoons, they depict him as, he was just this loner guy he, with he, a short fuse. Yeah, and, you know, he was, he, you know why he was designed to be, like, a short crazy little animal because the editor at the time like the editor-in-chief at Marvel was from Canada and he said he wants a Canadian superhero with the with the I guess the the traits of the Wolverine and thus they made a five foot three clawed monster so 92 X-Men is what got you into it yeah and it helped you usher in your reading of the comics yep I, I want to say that's the same for me, too, because you figure 1992, I was five years old. You know what I mean? I doubt that I could read at a comic book level. You know what I mean? I, I was more of a picture skimmer. So, and like some of Wolverine's greatest was like, when uh, Chris Clarion and, um, not Chris Clarion, Clar- Claremont, and um, Tom McFarlane wrote the Wolverine stories in the 80s. You know what I mean? You were like, oh, fuck, they were good. But I couldn't read them. So... X-Men 92, the the cartoon, again, ushered Wolverine in for me. You know, he he was that borderline hero villain because you didn't really see a lot of the X-Men going out there and just killing people. You know what I mean? But Wolverine had no regard for the world. He would just slice people up with his Ginsu knife fingers and do his thing. You know what I mean? So you have this guy in a pretty cool-ass costume with the long ears and the, you know, he's blue and gold and he's got a little bit of black he's got his gloves he's got looks like uh hooker boots with no laces they just slid on they were yeah, like galoshes 
And they got the points at the end. He was like a vicious elf. Yeah. Essentially, he was just a Canadian elf with Ginsu knives coming out of his hand, but they made it work. Well, the yellow and blue wasn't his first costume. Well, they had the yellow and brown. Yeah. But how... That was comic book yellow and brown. Yeah. You didn't see that in X-Men 92. Mm. He was always that neon blue, bright-ass laser lemon yellow, and he had the black hooker galoshes on. So, you know, Wolverine is, in my mind, one of the most badasses in the in comic book realm. Oh, you know 100%. I mean? And we're going to talk more about him being a badass. But, you know, I made mention to the McFarlane and the, the Chris Claremont stories of the Wolverine, right? Do you have a favorite Wolverine storyline? Because I, I know I do. And I hope it's not the same. What you got? Be. The Weapon X storyline. Nope, it's not the Weapon X storyline. Which is, in my opinion, one of the top five Wolverine storylines. I didn't go with Weapon X because I read more newer comics. Yeah. Um, and I love the Weapon X story. But I also knew you were going to pick it. So I didn't want to double up on it. So I love the Weapon X storyline because it really explains how he became the Wolverine. Yep. Now... Origins was how, kind of... How he became Logan. His, yeah, his beginnings. Yeah. And with his mutant powers. Because he had the, you know, he, he first gains his, his claws after witnessing his family get killed. Yep. And, but they're bones. Yeah. Weapon X is, what, what happens in Weapon X? In Weapon X, uh, he gets the antimanium... Adamantium? Antimantium. Skeleton. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which... She was 105 pounds more added to his body weight. Can you imagine Which, a 300-pound, 5'3 man running around? And that image of him, you know, barely naked with the, all the wires coming out and that helmet. Oh, yeah, he was... Like, that's iconic. Yeah, and we didn't, we didn't see that in Origins, correct? The no. first... And that, that movie's kind of a blur to me. They, and, they, they tried to do that storyline. We saw the full Weapon X Wolverine in, in Apocalypse. And that looked awesome. Yeah. That looked like the story. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, yeah, that looked like out. the comic itself. But they did the... Um, they tried to do the whole thing in, in Origins. Origins, and it just didn't work. Well, that, that, none that, of that whole movie. And we're going to talk about Origins. But, I mean, to know where how he became... And the turmoil and pain that he went through yeah. to get to become the man he was yeah. and has become a superhero. And that storyline is just iconic. Yeah, and you know, to, to piggyback on the Weapon X program, the Weapon X program was the huge program, right? But it had subsets of programs. Wolverine was part of Weapon Ten. He was part of the Weapon Ten program. And do you know who broke Wolverine out? Of the Weapon X program? One James Buchanan Barnes. The Winter Soldier. And this isn't the first... Like, this wasn't the first time that Bucky had worked with Logan. Let's go back to 1992 for a minute. There's an episode of the Wolverine... Of uh, X-Men, 92. Where... Captain America... James Buchanan Barnes. Not the Winter Soldier. But, like, panties. More hooker boots. Little trench coat, that Bucky, little Bucky with his little, little eye patches. They are in Nazi Germany. Who else is in Nazi Germany? 
Logan, Wolverine. That was the first interaction between the two. So they knew each other. So Bucky goes and saves Wolverine from this Weapon X, Weapon 10 program. But it's too late. He's got the adamantium. And the adamantium skeleton. So that's just a little more... that I Like, little interesting facts that I found about the, the whole Weapon X storyline. Because anything that includes my man Captain America and James Buchanan Barnes is very important to me. I mean, I read so long ago, I forgot all the details. Well, yeah, I, I get it. Um, my favorite storyline is a fairly new storyline, and it's uh, the death of Wolverine. Because, that just came out a few years ago. Yeah, that's why I said fairly recent. Um, so you have, you have this man, Wolverine, right, who is ageless, has lived through centuries, and when we first meet him, it's, kind of, what, like the fucking Civil War? Or like the American Revolutionary War? So he's, li- he's lived through hundreds of years, and he's seen his loved ones died, he's seen his children, if he had children, he's seen them die, he's seen everything move, and he's seen the world shift. And this storyline, it humanizes the man. It humanizes Wolverine. He doesn't have his healing ability, and he's fine with that. He comes to terms with that. He's ready to die. You know what I mean? And there's so many, like, Saber, there's an epic fight between Sabretooth, Wolverine, and X-23. Oh, wow. Or not X-23, I'm sorry. Um, Lady Deathstrike, right? Fucking Viper's in it. And there's a huge storyline. And really, and this storyline really gets you how important Viper was to the Wolverine storyline. Like, you never realize, like, you know, when the Wolverine came out in, what, 2000, 2009? When did this come out? Wolverine. 2009? 2012? Whatever. When it came out, people were like, oh, Viper. Only true X-Men fans knew about Viper. And they they reintroduced her back in the comics, and you got a a chance for this. But, you know, there there were so many good aspects to the death of Wolverine just to see the man who has lived through it all come to terms with his mortality. You know what I mean? Because you never see him come to terms with his immortality. And just to see him kind of go off in the sunset and die is, you know, is it's you know it's humanizing, and that's what I really liked about it. But there's so many more Wolverine stories. Oh, you know what I mean? There was that I, I said it, the Tom McFarlane storyline, where it's the you see it the cover all the time, and it's just it's Logan with his claws out. He's got that big menacing smile. I had it. Yeah, that that was one of the best. And then there's Old Man Logan. You know what I mean? There's so many. Days of Future Past included Wolverine, and he was a huge focal point. So you have a lot of really good and interesting Wolverine stories. And this is a man, like, that has been out since 74, you know what I mean? And gained popularity from 74. You know, there was so many characters that had one-offs and, like, cameo appearances. And the beautiful thing about comics is, like, you could write to the comic books. Like, kids would write to the, the editors and be like, oh, I really liked Wolverine. Can we get more of him? Fuck yeah, you can get more of him. How about a full full comic appearance in 1974 in November? You know, you got a little taste of him. We wanted to see if you liked him. And now we like him. And you know why he appeared in 1974? I'll tell you why, Chuck. And I'll tell the listeners why. The Hulk was running wild in Canada, in the wilderness. Yeah. And the Weapon X program needed somebody to stop Hulk. And the only person they felt that was capable of doing the job? James Howlett Logan. And that's why Wolverine debuted in... You know, the whole comics. Kind of like how the Punisher debuts in Spider-Man. How to... You gotta get a man for the job, and it's gotta be a strong one. Why is Wolverine such a popular hero? What makes him 
popular. Is it, I think. Is it, the, is it the, the hooker boots? Is that why women it, love them? It's definitely the hooker boots. Okay. Because um, you know what? Because I feel a lot of times people like the bad guys. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but he's, he's not your all-American pretty boy Captain America. Yeah, he's an anti-hero. Yeah. And he's, he's this badass, don't give a shit, I'm going to do what I want, get shit done. Yeah. And that's how I feel, like, to me, that's why, that's why I love him. Because he is a loner. Because he is, you know, kind of fuck the establishment kind of way. Because he just does what he wants. Yeah, he's definitely been portrayed as a rebel in every iteration as far as the cinematic universe with, with Wolverine. So he, he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to work for Charles. He doesn't like Cyclops. You know, he doesn't want to save this guy. He doesn't want to save that girl. He doesn't want to, you know, there's, there's always, and even in the comics, there's always a, a page or a, a panel that says, has Wolverine in a big discussion with somebody. Somebody's convincing him to be part of the team, to, to do what's right. And he's like, he's, honestly, if you could write parental advisories on your comics back then, I could see Wolverine like, now fuck you, dude. Like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. So so you you have optic blast out of your eyes, and you would rather take out a foundation of a house to impede somebody from getting through than just fucking demolishing them, just blowing through them. So what do I do? I take my claws out, my adamantium, or my bone ones. doesn't matter. I got two sets. And I go out there, and I'm going to gut somebody. I'm going to look like fucking Baraka from Mortal Kombat with his fatality. I'm going to get under there, and I'm going to look like a... I got those fucking um, pulled pork gloves, and I'm just ripping. You're a pig, and I'm ripping the pork off you. That's what Wolverine's like. You know what I mean? He's the one that, you know, Cyclops. Is it fair to say Cyclops is the leader of the X Men? Yeah. He's the one that everyone wants to be the leader of the X Men. Oh, everyone! Oh, of course, everyone. He doesn't want to be. Cyclops' wife even wanted Wolverine to be the leader a little bit more than just the X Men. She wanted him to be the leader of the sex men because she wanted him to just slide in. That's Jean Grey. She saw it in her head. She knew it. But, but to me, I don't think he can be a leader. I think he can. I think he's too hothead. I think he's too selfish. I don't, I, know. I don't know. It depends on what the situation is. I think he could lead but not be a leader if it makes any sense. Well, no, think about it. Sabretooth comes in and his whole thing is he wants to... I don't know, he wants to kill Charles, right? Cyclops can take care of that. That's one person. Bolivar Trask comes in, and there's an entire group of Sentinels, and they want to blow up the world and kill all the mutants. Wolverine. Wolverine can do it. I think Wolverine can do something beautiful when there's a huge, when there's a bigger risk. You know, Cyclops can. I don't know. I, I just I think he can be he can be a leader just because sometimes you need to be ruthless. And historically, until Charles dies, Cyclops isn't ruthless. He doesn't have that berserker rage. What happens if his optic blast isn't going to work? Is he going to get on his motorcycle and ride away? See, put sunglasses back on. And be like eh, I'm done. See, kind of what I was saying. I think he can lead, but I don't think he's a leader. You know, Cyclops dies. Who becomes the leader of the X Men? Jean Grey. No. Not with that unstable phoenix in her. Do you think Jean Grey is going to 
lead the X Men. See, see there's a whole storyline of Dark Phoenix. See, I, I take leader as you don't need to be the most powerful. You don't need to be but someone that can rally people behind them. But yet the first person you went to was the most powerful mutant. But I'm just saying, I, anyone can be a leader. I just don't think he... I think he can lead. I think he can be in charge of, okay, we're fighting Sabretooth. You take the lead on this. Yeah. But someone's saying, okay, you back him up. You do this, you do that. Oh, no, I disagree. I think he can. I would rather take him over Beast. And Beast is intelligent. I think if I were an X-Men, I'd respect Logan more than i respect Beast. Because... Logan has been through a lot and he's seen so many different wars and battles where you get put in a position of your back's against the wall. Beast is going to take too much time logically thinking it out where Wolverine's like, you know what? I've been through this. I've been through World War II. I've been through World War One, the Vietnam War. I've been through the American Revolutionary War, the Civil War, a war of 1812. He's been through them all. So he knows when, when there's something there, how do you defeat, defeat that? Because the mutants are in a constant war. There's always somebody who wants to eradicate the mutants. Or eradicate the humans. See Magneto. So how, how do you... You need someone who, who is a warrior. Cyclops isn't a warrior. Beast isn't a warrior. Fuck, I'd take Emma Frost over Beast. You know what I mean? Wolver- I think Wolverine could be, be, a, be a leader. You know, I understand where you're coming from, but in my mind, I think he could, could be a leader. Just, just because of his experiences. Is Wolverine the most badass superhero? Ooh. I, I thought you. I thought you were gonna say fuck. Yes, he is. I I think so. In my opinion, yes. But I think in the world today, people would put like Deadpool up there. Yeah. As like one A one B. But uh, growing up with what we have, I would say yes. Oh, I'm go- I'm going Wolverine because if it weren't for Wolverine, there wouldn't be a Deadpool. No. Um, my my runner up would be Punisher, but he's not really a hero. He's a anti-hero. Wolverine has heroic a- uh, aspects. You know what I mean? So I think he absolutely is the bad- most badass. He's got metal claws, Chuck. Oh. He's so badass that no one has tried to replicate him. And, like, DC hasn't doesn't have their version of Wolverine. You know what I mean? He's one of the, the pinnacle characters that will not be replicated. Hulk, Spider-Man, and Wolverine. I mean, you don't see them in any other comic book realm. Granted, you have Lady Deathstrike, who has, like, long-ass fingernails. And you have X-23, Laura Kinney, who is essentially a female copycat of Wolverine. But that's because of Wolverine. You know what I mean? So, I feel like Wolverine is the most badass superhero because he doesn't give a fuck. And if that berserker rage goes in, game over, dude. No one's touching him. He's immortal. It's kind of fucking... You can't get hurt. Metal skeleton. The only way you can kill him is if you cut his head off and you keep it far away from his body. That's the only way. And how many people are taking that trouble? Could you imagine taking his head off, Wolverine's head off, and the body coming back to find you? Oh, my God. Uh, It would be... Oh, my God. Game over for me. So you said he's a loner, but he's worked on teams. Do you think he's best suited to be on a team? like the X-Men or X-Force, or be a loner? I'd say be a loner. Okay. It's just because, I mean, dude's got issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just feel sometimes that could be a liability. Mm-hmm. So he can, 
Now, to me, being on his own is best. I'm going with team. And you know why I'm going with team? Logan it has been part of four teams. Take away X-Force. So he's been part of three major teams, right? And there's only two heroes that have been part of these three teams. Avengers, Fantastic Four, and the X-Men. You know who the other one was? It's going to surprise you. Take a guess. Black Panther. No. My first guess was Spider-Man. You know who it was? Who? Storm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's a mutant. And I didn't, like, putting it together now, I can see, well, it has to be another mutant. Because the X-Men aren't going to bring in, like, Captain America. He's not a mutant. Because I know Black Panther was in Fantastic Four, and that's the first thing I thought of. You know, for being called Fantastic Four... There have been a lot of members of said Fantastic Four. <laughs> Spider-Man like, was part of it. Fantastic 23. Right, like everybody, you're an honorary member. Well, they called the Fantastic People. <laughs> the Fantastic Group. Yeah, the group of Fantastic Individuals. You know what I mean? Like, not fucking Fantastic Four if you're going to have seven people in it. I, that, for him to be, one, the leader of the X-Force, he's been in the Avengers, he's been in the X-Men, and he's been in the Fantastic Four, he's best suited for it because... Those issues that you spoke spoke of are liabilities, yes. But you need like those liabilities if they go unwatched, become bigger liabilities, and you're going to have those teams like the Avengers and the X Men coming after and hunting their own, and that's a storyline we don't want to see. That we've already seen the Punisher kill the the Marvel universe. We don't want to see Wolverine kill the Marvel universe. Kind of like an Old Man Logan when he thinks that he you know the whole story about Old Man Logan, right? Yeah. He thinks that he kills. All the villains, like Bullseye and Doctor Doom. You know who he kills? Fucking X-Men. That's why he stops being Wolverine. Because he killed his friends. He sees Kitty Pride there and Gambit and Storm and Jean and Cyclops, all dead. And Sunspot. I'm just going to pick out more X-Men. Blob <laughs> might be dead. I don't know. I hope Blob's dead. I know how much you like him. I love Blob. Where does he rank? Now we're going to do a ranking. Where does he rank at, in your all-time superheroes? He makes top three. Top three. Wolverine, Spider-Man, Batman. Batman. He, for me, is top five. Not top three because I've got Captain America, Green Arrow, and Punisher right there. Wolverine's probably four for me. But, and I think it was 2011 or 2008, he was number one. So he's ranked anywhere between one and eleven. As far as most popular heroes, and that's from IGN and Wizard and um, Ranker, I think, and was that, the other side. And honestly, I think a lot of that has to do with the movies. Yeah. Because he, he was you know, he was big in the 92, and but I think like Hugh Jackman's portrayal from 2000 to now yeah. has really put Wolverine in the forefront. Yeah, and you think about like, rankings are really hard to really gauge because because of the world we live in right now so if um, the new Batman movie that you and I are going to direct that we talked about Mm -hmm. when that comes out Batman might be number one on the list again you know what I mean when Logan's out he's probably number one but now that might be the last appearance of Wolverine so we might not see him in the movies anymore so we won't he won't be number one you know what I mean let's go to the movies perfect segue into the movies 2009 or 2004, right? This movie comes out... No, I think it was 2009. Whatever. In the 2000s, Wolverine Origins comes out, right? But before that, they we have X-Men, right? 
And that was in 2000, as you said. Two weeks into filming, they cast a man named Hugh Jackman. Was not on the radar. Not at all. Do you know why he got casted? I know he sent in a video. Okay, that was not why he got casted. Um, Russell Crowe? Yes. Yep. Russell Crowe was the first person to be scouted as Wolverine. And he, he turned it down, and it was like uh, Keanu Reeves and like a fucking... There was a list of people. And it, I'm good, sorry. There was a list of people who were scouted for this, and it w- took Russell Crowe to say, my man Hugh Jackman will do it. Yeah, they're both Australian. Yeah. But so are like the Hemsworths, but you know, he he said, this is this is who it is. And I, he said, I know that he, he's not the height that you want, because Wolverine's 5'3", Hugh Jackman's 6'2". It's really tough to kind of make a small superhero now, because there's a lack of small heroes, small people that are in acting. Um, Bobby Haas, who was slated to be Wolverine, he was the, he wanted to be Wolverine. Um, who was it? Glenn Danzig was supposed to be Wolverine in your Wizard World magazine that you saw. That's what I was going to say. And I was reading on IMDb and even in 2000, people were like, he needs to be, he needs to be Wolverine. Cause he's like five foot four. Or whatever. Yeah. He's t- and he does back then look like Wolverine, but they want an actual actor. Yeah. And like they could have went with Cruz. You know, Tom Cruise is, is a shorter dude. Yeah, he's what, five, six? Uh, yeah, I'm sure he was on the list. But, you know, 2000, that's when, like, Minority Report was coming out and Mission Impossible was starting. So Tom Cruise was, like, in the pinnacle of yeah. where he was. And superhero movies were were not popular. They were all considered flops and campy and, like, really shitty. Uh, see Val Kilmer and Chris o- no, George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell's Batman. Uh, that's the last superhero movie he had. And then Wolverine comes along and it's like, ooh, hey, Let's, or X-Men comes along and you're like, okay, finally. And it took like seven years before 2000 for them to actually put the X-Men on screen. What do you think of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? Um, well, when first I remember seeing, because I was a huge 92 X-Men fan, so of course when this came out, I was like pumped. And I was looking at the cast, I was like, I don't know any of these people. The only one I knew was Patrick Stewart. And Ian McKellen, right? And Ian McKellen, yeah. yeah. From, like, App Pupil and stuff. But, like, I was like, I have no idea who this... And, like I said, I was a huge, big Wolverine fan, so I'm like, I have no idea who Jackman was. But I was going in open-minded, because... Alright, you know, I love the X-Men, see what happens. He was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I remember after seeing it, I was like, alright. That was a good movie, I can get him bored with this. And then, you know, the sequels come out, and then his own movies, and I... I think he's phenomenal. And he, what I really love about him is that he really cares about the character. Yep. And he submerses himself into this character. And you gotta, being a comic fan and a movie fan, you really gotta admire that. That someone takes that much pride. Because he knows he's a, he's a huge comic legend. Yeah. And he doesn't want to disappoint the fans. Yeah, I think I think Hugh Jackman for me is is Wolverine. I couldn't see, I definitely couldn't see Russell Crowe or Keanu Reeves as, as uh, as Wolverine. And the the list of people and it's slipping my mind. I think Christian Bale was on there. There were a, a lot of people, and I was like, you know, f- for for me, I can't see anybody else playing Wolverine. And I saw the list, and every name was like, Ugh, uh, I don't want them. And it it sometimes it takes an unknown, somebody who really was big in Australia. 
but for for us, he he wasn't unknown. No one knew Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he was big in like soap operas. Yeah, well, that, most Australian they start in like Home and Away. That's where they all start on. I think every Australian actor that's come over to America and made it big has been on Home and Away. And sometimes you you know for the X Men to movie buffs they might know James Marsden and Famke Jenkins or Jansen and you know Anna Paquin well I knew Anna Paquin from um, that Goose movie yeah um, Flyway Home or whatever it's called um, so she was she was the only one I knew besides Pat, Patty Stew and Sir Ian so having this unknown come in and to really capture the role of of Wolverine to translate from 2000 to 2017 and people are still like, we need more, we need more, um, is, is great because he is Wolverine to me. Now we're going to talk about um, his, his movies. Wolverine Origins comes in with a Rotten Tomato score, and you know how much I love Rotten Tomatoes, of a 39. Um, and a Metacritic score of a 40, so really wasn't received well. Um, we've talked about this movie and how there are some really big plot holes and issues with this movie. But go go a little deeper. What are your, your thoughts on the movie? It wasn't a good movie. Okay. Um, at all. I thought it was very bad direction on the part of Gavin Hood. Uh, the liberties he took with some certain characters. Uh, Talk about I, Deadpool, right? Not uh, Several characters. Okay. Um, I thought the special effects were really cheesy. Like, when he's in the farmhouse, and he... Just had the claws, and he breaks them out, and he, like, hits the radiator and stuff. Yeah. To me, those claws look... So, I remember seeing the theater, and, like, the fuck they made out of styrofoam? Yeah, they've... they've even from X-Men in the beginning, they, there's been some issues with the... How real the claws could look. But this one was really But real. I remember just seeing, like, X-Men 1, 2, 3, they look fine. But... When I got the origins, I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with his claws? They wanted to make them lighter. Yeah, they were made of fucking styrofoam. But they, to me, like that was just really, really, really cheesy. And I I love Liv Schreiber. Mm. And I've talked about this, and you know how I... But I hate what he and the movie did with Sabretooth. Okay. Because Sabretooth is exactly... What I envisioned t- that Tyler Maine was. Yeah. You know, and it, he's this huge being and just this long hair, grizzled man. Yeah. And Liv Schreiber, great actor, love him. I love a lot of things that he's done, but in, in those movies, it's just, in that movie, he's just a guy with unmanicured nails. Yeah. And well, he does have that feral rage, though. Like you, you see it when he, when they're fighting on the top, they're fighting Deadpool on the top of the that silo, where he's going on is he's running like a, a an animal. Yeah. Um. So he's still kind of feral. But I don't know. I just the lack of homage to the original character, I I think really threw me off with that movie. Yeah. Um, I I think if Lashaver looked like Tyler Mayne. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, he's not as big as Tyler Mane, but I I don't know. Um, I just feel that was really poorly done, and so is Gambit. Yeah. Like, Gambit was, like, 
number two for me when I was a kid. And I just thought that Batero was shit. Well, for for me, I agree. It wasn't a good movie. It's the worst X-Men movie that's come out. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's some redeeming qualities to it. That fact that they did include Gambit in the movie, regardless of the portrayal, you got to see him. We still we haven't seen him since. So if it weren't for that movie, we probably wouldn't, wouldn't see Gambit until Channing Tatum, which is probably going to be a bad portrayal too. So you have that option. Um, they also included Deadpool, which was poorly done, but the the casting of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, you know, that brought along the Deadpool movie. Yeah, so that, if it weren't for that shitty portrayal, it wouldn't have really given Ryan, Ryan Reynolds the, the drive to say, you know what, I want to redeem this character. Because what if they didn't include it? We wouldn't have Deadpool. And if we did, it wouldn't be Ryan Reynolds. It might be Joel McHale. You know what I mean? Or or some or James Marsden or somebody else. Who knows? Um, there were some really bad parts of the, the movie, which there's more bad parts than good parts. But, you know, I liked Liam Shriver. I think that before you, before you, you know, you have to take his origin story as well because part of it was an origin story for Sabretooth. He was part of the Weapon X program as well. He was a normal guy with mutations. He wasn't in, like, we're never going to see that costume that Sabretooth wore. Yeah. That open-chested V-neck yellow onesie with the fucking parka hood. We're not going to see that because that's not realistic. Just like we're probably not going to see the cheesy Wolverine costume that's been teased since 2000. You know, a lot of people are saying it's going to be in Logan. But if it is, it's going to be a flashback. But we're not going to – we'll never see that Sabretooth that we want in the comics. Tyler Maine was a henchman. Sabretooth is never known as a henchman. Sabretooth is a strong villain. He's one of like the pinnacle villains for the X-Men. And the way they used the Tyler Main character is he was just kind of like Lurch from the Adams family. He did Magneto's bidding. Humanizing and giving more substance to Sabretooth with Leif Schreiber was was fine with me. Um albeit it it was a bad movie. Um just because of the direction that they took and I can see how origin stories are really hard because you're trying to cram from 1974 to 4 or 5 you're trying to cram that storyline of Wolverine into a movie especially when the origin book comes out in 2002 and now you have more substance to put into this film so yeah you know Gavin Hood took way too much material and put it into a very bad movie and way too many storylines it was him against Stryker then it was him against um, Deadpool, and then it was him against Sabretooth. Constantly fighting, but, you know, your fight scenes need to be more in-depth, and they need, you have to have a substance to it. It was just too much fighting and not enough story. I think what also hard with, like, origin stories is that he was already an established character. And in the movies. People know him for three movies. And then to bring back... To try to do a prequel into an origin story... I think that's what was kind of hard. Yeah. But it's tough because, like, there's other studios that have, have done origin stories and prequels, you know what I mean? And they've been successful. You know, we're about to see, like, Thor was an, no, not Thor, um, Black Panther's an established character, yeah. right? Granted, he's only been in one movie, but he's an established character, and we're going to go and get a prequel. That's going to be successful. You know what I mean? It's just, one, it has to be, the director and two it has to be the production company 
if your production company doesn't invest 100% of their time into this movie, then you're going to get a shit product. Fox has so many irons in the fire that they can't devote all their attention to superheroes, where Marvel can. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers' big staple is, yes, DC. But they, have, they put out so many different movies that they're not able to really focus on what's going to bring them the most money. That's why we, we see director after director fall out of the Batman. That's why we see the future of the X-Men in limbo, even though they just announced that you know they're going to do the, the new X-Men movie focusing around Phoenix. It's always, you know, do we reboot the X-Men now, now that the actors got old, or do we bring in a crop of new mutants? There's always an issue with third-party companies, production companies, that get the license. Like, we saw it with Sony with um, what uh, Spider-Man, and we saw it with Fox with Fantastic Four and X-Men, you know what I mean? Fantastic Four flops, X-Men's successful because people want it to be successful, and they, they're going to see X-Men because it's the X-Men. And that's why Fox is able to hold on to it. But if they were to just say, you know what, we're going to reboot this and we're going to reboot that and we live in a reboot, reboot culture, why not just sell it back? You know what I mean? Do you think there were any redeeming qualities in the movie? Uh, I do agree with the whole Deadpool thing. Yeah. Because um, I have that right here. Like, you know, the direction was horrible. It was really bad. But, the be- and even when he got his powers, it was fucking Ridiculous. Deadpool's never had a katana come out of his arm. That was Baraka from yeah. Mortal Kombat. And the best part with him in it was in the beginning. When, when he was Wade. Yeah, when he was Wade. He was shot up and in the thing. And then yeah. he comes out and he... When he spliced that one bullet in yeah. half. Oh, that was probably man. the best part in a fucking whole movie. Yep. Um, so, I totally agree with you. If we didn't... We might not have got the Deadpool we got if it wasn't for that shit. Oh, I, I don't think we would have got it at all. Um, the other redeeming quality it was talking about, we got a half-decent blob. Because I love blob. Always have. Well, this movie included a lot of characters. Oh, And that's what of... I liked about it. You know, you had um, Will, Will, uh, Will I M's character. You had Dominic Monaghan's character. There was a lot of characters yeah. in it. Too many for my... Uh, to make the movie successful. And I think the Kevin Hood knew it wasn't going to be successful, so they just tried to pile on more action and more characters. You know what I mean? Well, it was a lot of characters. They just were, a lot of them were poorly done. And they were all pretty much killed quickly. Yeah. Um, but with, like, the blob, it, uh, Kevin Durand. Yeah. I thought he was, I he was mean. Good. He was good. F- Fred Dukes. Mm-hmm. And when we first seen them, they were like Fred, and I'm like, wait, that's the blob. They were boxing in the in the gym, right? Well, the very first time we seen them was when he was with they the were weapon, in a plane. Yeah, with the Weapon X. And I was like, well, what the hell? Like, he, that's not the blob. And I was like, oh. And then they showed him in the boxing ring, and I was like, all right, that's the blob that I wanted mm-hmm. when I was a kid. So, they, th- those are the two redeeming qualities, mainly because of Deadpool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I I had more, but I agree with those two. Um, didn't really think about the blob. It's amazing how your mind always goes to the blob when we talk X-Men. Um, let's just move into the movie that is the predecessor to what's about to come out, Logan. Let's talk about the Wolverine. Um, what did you think about um, Wolverine? I liked it. I thought it was way better than Origins. Okay. Um, it had its flaws, um, but I thought the direction was better. I thought the special effects were better. Um it was a grounded story. It was, it was a very grounded uh, 
humanized him a little bit, like you were saying. Yeah, earlier. anything that humanizes a, a superhero is uh, I'm a fan of. Um, you get to see Hugh Jackman's butt for the first time in it. <laughs> right before uh, Days of Future Past. And he got ripped for this role. Yeah. This like, was the biggest Wolverine we've seen. Yeah. Besides Days of Future Past, I believe. Yeah. And, but up to this point, like, he was always in shape. Yeah. But I remember the first time, that one poster they show, with him with his shirt off. He got and 37 like, abs. And I'm like, and just the veins are popping yeah. out. Like, that's what I'm saying, what I was talking about with dedication. Yeah, oh, Like, absolutely. you put your body through this regimen. And... You know, dedicate yourself to look a certain way. And, you know, give a credit, but I thought, like, and I've said this before, I love Asian culture and everything. Yeah. So, have the the Japanese storyline, I thought was really cool. Um, but, overall, I did enjoy it. I, like I said, I thought it was, it's not my favorite X-Men Universe movie. Yeah. But it's definitely, I thought it was way better than Origin. Yeah, it got a 60 on Rotten Tomatoes. So it was 20 points higher. 69. 69. We got 60 on Metacritic. Um, so, you know, 20 plus points higher than... Or 30 points higher than um, what we got with uh, Origins. So, I didn't really... like. I like parts of it. It wasn't a. It wasn't my favorite. I didn't really like the, the storyline of it. I didn't like Silver Samurai. Yeah, they kind of shit the bed with Silver Samurai. Um, what I think of... Wolverine and like Viper's a big Wolverine story, um, character, but like I think Sabretooth, I think Omega Red, I think you know, uh, Mister Sinister, I think bigger villains. I don't think Viper has the head of everything where she's just like, a, oh, I'm this, I'm that, and then you know, I thought it was Madame Hydra for a minute at the end, um, but then like she she had redeeming parts. I was I was okay with with Viper's portrayal, but the whole Silver Samurai looking like a uh, Transformer, Japanese Transformer. I wasn't a big fan of it. Do you know who Viper was originally cast and then dropped out? No. Jessica Biel. Ugh. No, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have liked it. Um, my favorite part of this entire movie uh, is when he's trying to get into that little village and all the archers are shooting oh, him. That, and he's got chains awesome. and shits coming out of him. I thought that was the best. Um, the, the special effects, like you said, were much better. With the whole skin melting, but his pants don't burn off. We we were just we just saw that scene, and you had spoke about it. Um, it wasn't again. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. It was better than its predecessor. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's all. Um, that's the only thing you can hope for in a sequel is that it's better than the movies that come before that. Yeah. Um, as far as the X Men movies, Wolverine's appeared in every one but Apocalypse, right? No, he's in Apocalypse. Oh yeah, but yeah, he was the Weapon X. Jeez. Um, and you spoke that you really, you really like what he did in that movie, right? Or is there any? Well, in, well, in the the X Men movies, what do you yeah. what do you think about his his parts in the the X Men universe? I mean, I love him, so of course, anytime I get to see him, the only thing I think is like the two times he was in a cameo, which was uh, first class, where he says, "Go fuck yourself," yeah. and not. I guess kind of apocalypse, but to me they seem forced. Yeah. Like, they threw him in there just because, like, like, definitely first class. I thought that was just, yeah, okay, cool, but to me it's like, let's throw him in there so people watch it. Yeah, well, you think, when you think X-Men, you think Wolverine. Yeah. So to me that was a little forced. Mm -hmm. And with Apocalypse, I, I get where they were going, and I love that we actually seen a real Weapon X. Mm -hmm. But to me, like, it wasn't needed. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So... I think what they were doing... Um, I think they were just trying to make up for... Origins. Origins. So they give you the origin in 2000... What, 15? Yeah, 2015, I think. Or 16, whatever. They give you the, the origin of Wolverine right then and there. Um, to make up for Wolverine Origins. Because Wolverine Origins was supposed to usher in Origins for Magneto and for Storm yeah. and for all these other characters. And it didn't because it flopped so well. Uh, so badly. And, you know, he has been the focal point of the, the whole X-Men universe because he's the only successful character. Yeah. Um, you know, Magneto's been popular and has been reimagined with Michael Fassbender. And same thing with Professor X, who's been reimagined with James McAvoy. But Wolverine is that constant. You know what I mean? He's the one that people are going to see. They're not going to see Rogue. They're not going to see Colossus. They're not going no. to see Kitty Pride or Iceman or Pyro or whoever the hell you want to include it. They're going to see Wolverine. So uh, they, he, of course they have to include him in every movie. Yeah, he is the face of the X-Men. Yeah. If, you know, people that have seen X-Men movies but they're not really comic book fans, if you say name X-Men, he's going to be number one. Yeah, of, of course. Um, speaking of the comic book fans and movie fans, both what we are... Um, a lot of people don't think that these movies have been received well as, as far as the Wolverine movies. The Wolverine and Wolverine Origins, which they didn't, I didn't receive them well, and you received, you're 50-50 on them. Why do you think they haven't been received well? Well, I th- just when we were talking about Origins, it's the direction yeah. itself. Like, I think that's why it wasn't received well, just because, I mean, there were so many flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the Wolverine, I think just people don't understand the Japanese storyline. Okay. And you know what I mean? I it's it's unfamiliar. Like people know Weapon X. People know Old Man Logan. I mean, to me that's one of the very unwell known storylines. So, so people are like, why is he in Japan? Well, you have to think about it. You're not gonna see every storyline of Wolverine. So if you if you're going to get Wolverine solo movies, you should have all the popular ones. Yeah. You should have the Weapon X. You should have Days of Future Past, which we got. You should have Death of Logan or you know the Old Man Logan or whatever. You should have these extremely popular storylines. If you don't have them, the comic book fans are gonna be like, "Yeah, this was a blip in the radar for Wolverine. This is a a one shot. Like I want a story. I want something that I remember. And it's gonna bring in more people. But it's gonna give Wolverine even more of a a badass reputation." I don't think it's that they don't understand Japanese storyline. They, they, they mark it out pretty easily. You know what I mean? He was in Jap- Japan. He saved the guy. Now he's got to fight the guy. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, the story was fluid. Now, there, there weren't missing pieces in, in the Wolverine, but I think people are just... Because Wolverine's so number one, for a lot of people, they drop the ball. Yeah. There's so many other storylines, and it goes back to the villains, too. Like, we're not going to see an Omega Red. You know what I mean? We saw Viper and we saw Silver Samurai. We probably won't see Sabretooth again. You know what I mean? We're seeing the, the Reavers in Logan. You know what I mean? We're not seeing these these characters that everybody wants. And you have this such a popular superhero and you kind of drop the ball with them. Imagine Batman focusing on fighting King Tut. You know what I mean? Or... Who's a, another B-list Batman? Um, Condiment. Condiment King or whatever. Condiment Man. Like, having them fight, like a Batman fighting those villains and not the Joker or two, Penguin or Two-Face. You know what I mean? You have all these icon, 
iconic characters with villains to fight this iconic character as a hero. It's just, I think they dropped the ball. That's personally my opinion. Do you think they're going to drop the ball in the next one that we're going to talk about, Logan? I don't think so. I hope not. God, I hope not. <laughs> so, you know, this is directed by James Mangold, right? Comes out March 3rd, seven, six days before my birthday, which is awesome. Um, and it, Hugh Jackman's last appearance as Wolverine, as we know right now. When you first saw the trailer, tell me about it. What was your reaction? Were you pumped? Were you stoked? Were you upset? Well, when it was first announced, I was like, sweet, another movie. And James Mangold directed The Wolverine, mm-hmm. which I liked. I was like, all right, he, it's not Gavin Hood again, so good job. I was like, all right. I was pumped. And then I seen the trailer, and I'm like, this is fucking weird looking. But it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. It looked like no other X-Men Universe movie we've ever seen. It looked like no other superhero movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like Mad Max meets X-Men. Yeah. Which is crazy. Very, you know, kind of post-apocalyptic. Yep. He's old. Yeah. Got gray hair. He's in a suit, fucking suit jacket in the desert. Like, it's hot there. <laughs> Why are you and in he's a tux? Li- he's living in an old fucking like, airport. water tower. Yeah, like, it's crazy. So, what else, what else about the, the trailer? I I just think it looked awesome. And then they showed that... Caliban. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is that? Stephen Merchant. Uh, yeah. Which, we were surprised about the casting. Yeah, because... Comedy. Yeah, he's a tall, lanky... He's me. He's me. If I British sh- you. If I shaved my head, I could be a fill-in for Caliban. I don't even need to be... I don't even need to be put makeup on. I'm white enough to be Caliban. And it's a better Caliban than what we got in Days of Future. Or not the... Uh, in Apocalypse? I like that Caliban. I thought he was uh, he was shifty. His his part in in this movie is completely different than oh. his part in Apocalypse, where he was more of like Caliban. I'll get you wherever you want. Blah, 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 blah. He was kind of like a leader of the underground. He, yeah, ex- this Caliban is actually like a lot of people think Caliban's going to be a villain. He's helping Logan take care of Charles. You know what I mean? So you have this another unknown character, but you're I'm so excited for it because I. That's me. I'm telling you, it's Caliban. I'm a caregiver. That's me. Um, my reaction to the trailer, number one, was, and I know you don't like it, the inclusion of Johnny Cash's cover to Nine Inch Nails Hurt. And you hate that song, and I get it. I thought that that fits the tone so much because we're going to kind of talk about this in, in a little bit, but it kind of gives you the tone that it's Old Man Logan. And this is a guy who is giving up on his mutant abilities. This is a guy who just wants to be an old man. It's like Old Man Logan and um, Death of Wolverine put together. And you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm brought in. I'm like, oh my God, they took the two most recent storylines for Wolverine and they're including them. <gasps> I'm ready for it. I, I totally get the song. And I it is very fitting. It's just, I don't like that song personally. Yeah, I know. Um, but it is it is very fitting. It's perfect for this Oh, it's this perfect. And the, you know, the apocalyptic look... And, you know, the desert and for a little bit, you're just like, you see the little girl and you're like, oh my God, who is that? Is that X-23? And then you see Charles and you see a little bit of Caliban and then you see Donald Pierce and you're like, oh my God, this movie is going to be great. Who's the Reavers? Um, I was excited for it. I'm still excited for it. It's probably after we see John Wick, that's going to be the next movie I see. Um, Unless I make it see Lego Batman. But um, we, we talked about this being the very first like 
appearance of Logan that we we've never seen, right? Right. This is this is like a new kind of Logan because he's yeah. old. He's he's humanized. He you know he might be a babysitter for an old man and a little girl. Crazy. Um, so what are your thoughts on all the TV spots that we've seen so far? And I know they just released one this past Friday or Thursday with the origin for X23. Did you see that? Yes. That was, so what did you think? What do you think of the, the spots we're getting? Oh, uh, they're looking, it's looking better and better each time I see something. You know what I mean? Like when I first seen the trailer, they didn't show a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. And then now they're showing more of the Reavers mm-hmm. and, um, more of X-23 for sure. Yeah. That second trailer was amazing where she's got the sunglasses on and she's eating the Pringles. Like, that's the first time you really get to see that that is X-23. Like, she's gotten, like, slicing yeah. throats and shit. And then she's, like, jumping on dudes and just stabbing. And it's yeah. like, this little girl is fierce. Yeah, and, like, we, we covered the our initial reaction to the trailer in a geek gallery a long time ago, a couple episodes ago when we first, we first saw it. You know what I mean? That was the first trailer. We didn't see the second trailer. You know what I mean? We see comic books in the in the footage. Yeah, that's where, awesome. Where I think if we're gonna see the the blue and yellow suit or the brown and yellow suit, that's where we're gonna see it. Maybe in the comics or a flashback or like a projection from Charles saying, "Do you remember where when we were this?" And they're all in their fucking suits and like they're gutting people and oh, it'd be great. All all the footage has been great. It hasn't given away the movie. It makes me very excited for it. Um, you're going to see another origin of Laura Kinney X-23, which is cool because I want to see why they're including such a small child. You know what I mean? A small young girl who, who is like 12 years old. You know what I mean? I'm very excited for that. Are you excited about the, the storyline being adapted from Old Man Logan? I, I like that they're going with it. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with it is that they can't fully adapt it. I feel like they're only taking the setting. And that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. You know, I'm, We're probably going to touch on the same things. There's a Tyrannosaurus with a symbiote included in the Old Man Logan story. Venom's in the Old Man Logan story. We're not going to see Venom, right? Red Skull's in it. Red Skull's president. Yeah, we're not going to see that. Ghost Riders are in it. Hulk gangs are in it. Blind Hawkeye, you know, Daredevil and Punisher are in it. You know, Kitty Pride's in it. Do you think we see Ellen Page? No. I can see Ellen Page being a little cameo in this. I don't think. Maybe, maybe. if they do any cameos, Ellen Page. Well, in in, in the storyline, like, America's yeah. broken down in territories. Yeah. And it's controlled by Abomination, Magneto, mm-hmm. Doctor Doom, and Red Skull's president. Yep. And the only villain they have rights to... Is Doctor Doom We're and Magneto, seeing, and Magneto. We're not seeing either of them. Nope. And and like you were bringing up Hulk and Hawkeye. Hawkeye plays the biggest part in Old Man Logan because he's like he's like stick with a bow. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's out there just destroying. He got things. long ponytail. He looks awesome. He let's be honest. He looks awesome. That's what you're gonna look like in like yeah thirty uh, years. Yeah, Chelsea lets me grow a ponytail. Uh, <laughs> I think that it's old man Logan in the sense of Logan is old, he's a man, and, and it's in the, the desert. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I'm I'm okay with that because I think the old man Logan storyline is a little too um, out there for. I don't think it could ever portray on screen. I think it could, but it it would have to take like years of building up to it because it's such it's an outlandish storyline, and I don't think comic like comic book readers would be like okay that's dope. 
but I don't think the the movie fans would be like, what the yeah, fuck? It, am, what it, am I watching? It's very out there. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, symbiote Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's amazing. So there's two two characters being included, right? As far as Wolverine's part, we got X23, and we got Old Man Charles. Older Man Charles, I'm sorry. Um, what are your thoughts on both of them being included? Because um, he's a babysitter. This is Old Man Logan Babysitter's Club. Well, X-22 looks awesome. She's a uh, young actress named Daphne Keene. Yep, D-A-F-N-E. Yeah. Yep. Her parents control her Instagram. <laughs> really? Yep. Never seen her before. No. Uh, looked her up. She wasn't in anything. And, and you know what? I think what Fox is doing is trying to replicate Millie Bobby Brown. Taking a young actress and giving her a start. And they can be like, yeah, you like Stranger Things? You're going to love X-23. Power to the girls. Um, but yeah, like, you know, she's she's a newer version. Yep. I mean, X-23 uh, debuted in 2004. Yeah, in NYX. Yep. And, um... I think it's awesome because it's kind of, to me, and I'm hoping they do this, it's like passing the torch. Yeah, but, you know, passing the torch, like, what? It's a 12-year-old girl, dude. We're not going to get an X-23 solo movie. And if we do, it's not going to be until she's, like, 17. Uh, put her in New Mutants. Yeah, or, then, or put her in X-Force. And then... I don't know. Well, she'll, she's going to be in a rated R movie. If I was a parent, I wouldn't want to put my child in a rated R movie with Deadpool. You know what I mean? There's there's strip club scenes and there's titties all up in your face. Like, I don't know if that's where I want to put my 12-year-old daughter. You know what I mean? Well, she's paying their mortgage. Yeah, I'm right. She's paying their mortgage. <laughs> she, she just bought them a house. They're out of debt. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I I would like to see that. Like, okay. Because same thing. They Well, Wolverine. He was a nobody. Yep. And he was a young guy at the time. And now, I mean, not 12 years old. He was, old. like, in his 30s. Nah, not then. He was like... Well, he's in his 50s now, isn't he? No, he's not. He's like 51. Is he really? Other I think, like I think late so. 40s. I don't know. So anyway... Late, late 40s, 51 are pretty close to each other. 47 and 51 is not... Four years apart. It's, it's not that bad. Alright, go ahead. Continue. So anyway... We don't need a math lesson. <laughs> so I, I really... I like... I, w- I would like her to be like New Mutants. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... So in four years from now... Five years from now, get a room movie. I've I've been excited for X twenty three since I saw Lady Deathstrike in what X Men two. Yeah. Um. So having X twenty three included in first of all X twenty three in the comic book world is now the all new Wolverine. Yep. Um. With you know Logan's gonna come back in the the when they're they redo Marvel in the in the in the fall, but she is having awesome storylines in the comics, and it's 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 kind of cheesy because it's a kids kids oriented comic, but. She is still badass, and she rocks the Wolverine suit, and she looks pretty cool with the long hair and whatnot. Um, it's another inclusion into the Weapon X program. You get to see a little bit how they've progressed because Wolverine, you know, figure like thirty years ago for for when Logan was in X um, in the Weapon X program. Now you have a young girl who's in the Weapon X program. You have that, but Charles is where I'm at. You know, for Charles, he's got hair. He's been bald through every movie, and suddenly he's regrew his hair. So maybe his powers are gone, and he's aging, and your your, your nails and shit grow longer when you're age, when you're dead. Maybe he's dead. Who knows? Um, he looks dead in the movie for sure. Um, what do you think about man, older man Charles? I'm glad he's back. I love Patch, yeah. Patrick Stewart. I love him in the fucking Red's Apple Ale commercial or whatever it is. <laughs> he's he's awesome as Professor X. Yeah, and maybe 
he's not fully bald because they don't have razors in post-apocalypse. Yeah, but... You've seen what Logan looked like. Yeah, but... If you're going to grow your hair, grow your hair. The Wolverine has razors attached to his hand. He's not going to give him a shape-up. He could. He could absolutely <laughs> give him a shape-up. I Patrick Stewart, to me, looks like he's... Compl- like, Charles Xavier is bald. Like, that's... He's got, like, a little skullet going on in the back. Like, I guess that's just to fit the time that he's in. Because there's a bunch of, like, rednecks out there. Um, but I, I really... I think that this is it for him. I think he wanted to be in this movie so he could finally... Like, so Patrick... Uh, Charles Xavier could die. Well... And that this is it. Did you see? He said... Well, he's dying. He said he's not done with Professor X. Yeah, I think he's done with Professor X. I think that this is it. Where the, where the fuck are they going to go now? Uh, They've, he, they've moved with the X-Men into James McAvoy. He is the Professor X now. He straight up... I read an article... I know he wants to be Professor X. Of course, it's bringing money in. It's either that or the poop emoji in an emoji movie. <laughs> I can I can get why he wants to be Professor X, but does that mean that we're going to get another... Nah. An older mutants movie? Or is he going to be in... <laughs> like you, you know what I mean? Like, you got new mutants, let's get older mutants. Like, are we going to see that? Or is he going to be in new mutants? I don't is know. he going to appear on Legion? Is he going to appear in the Fox show that we're going to get? I can get that. I don't see see him be, being part of this X-Men universe anymore. I, I think Charles is going to die. And I'm, I might cry if he dies, because I love Patrick Stewart. Let's talk about the villains. You have Donald Pierce, played by Boyd Holbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he he's the leader of the Reavers. Well, of this group of the Reavers, who are cyborgs. A band of cyborgs. And I love cyborgs, number one. Um, and you have... You know, at first you see him and you're like, oh, this is just some douchebag with a tattoo on his throat. He's got sunglasses, he's got his coiffed hair, and you're like, oh, fuck this guy. I already hate him. And then he, the, it didn't take until the second trailer where he was like, you're not the only one who's uh, enhanced. And he's got his fucking metal, like, robot hand, C-3PO hand. And I'm like, oh, okay, now now I'm ready for this. So what's, what are your thoughts on the, the Reavers being introduced in this? Well, I'm glad we're seeing a new villain. Yes. I always like seeing new villains. Um... And I really liked it, what they did with Donald Pierce's hand. Yeah. It wasn't like this cyborg kind of huge hand. It was looked like something you made a 3D printer. It looked like it's still a project. Like they're still yeah. working on it. And like that's what I mean. Complete. It looks very primitive. Yep. And I like that. It's not this, you know, he didn't pull out a fucking cannon. Yeah, no. That, but, that would have been, that would have taken it away. Because this is more of a grounded movie again. Yeah. But I... I I, I like the direction, and uh, I don't really know Boyd Halbrook. Yeah. Besides, I his grandpa was Hal Halbrook. Yeah. But besides that, I, I don't know anything about him. I can already tell you I'm going to hate him in this movie. He he has the look, and I feel like... Oh, he looks like ju- Dick. Just from the trailers, he's going to make me hate him. Um, I'm very... like this is, this is my thought on, again, and this is what I've been talking about. The villains in Wolverine. Nobody is going. Nobody really knows the Reavers unless you're a comic book fan. Yeah. So yes, I get introducing the new characters, but where the fuck are the named characters? Like, oh, are I they agree. hiding people from us? I agree. Like, is Omega Red going to be in this movie? <laughs> are we going to see Old Man Sabretooth? Like that I, would be awesome. I think that would. That's what I want. I want one last showdown between. Like, if this is it for Wolverine, I want one last showdown between Logan and Sabretooth. Um, and I would. Fuck it, I don't care if, if they take the artistic liberty and turn Sabretooth into a cyborg Sabretooth, where he's been beat up so much and he's got his arm cut off and now he's got like a 
fucking maybe he has like a a cyborg arm with really sharp claws on that one. But I want I want Sabretooth one more time. Or a villain that I know and they're not gonna blow their load in the trailers and show us no. everything like DC does. They're gonna hide stuff and like they're gonna give us what we want, I hope, with the villains, but Christ, I'm I really uh I really wanna see a villain that I know personally. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Do you think we're gonna get any other villains? No, not at all. So we're just, it's just gonna be Donald Pierce and the Reavers. I think so. Well, I know that there's a. I can't remember his name. It was on my other notes that I I took and I didn't fucking send to myself. Um, there, Donald Pierce is a pawn. There's somebody controlling him, and I can't remember who's controlling him. But he's in it as well, and he's a big. He works for a company. You know what I mean. So it's he's like the Hydra of it all, and Donald Pierce is like Von Strucker. So there's somebody controlling the Reavers, doing other things. So he's trying to do more with the Weapon X program. He's trying to make more cyborgs and more mutants, and I think that that's going to be our main villain. And it would be really cool if they just fucking ushered in Mister Sinister. I mean, that's that's what I want. You would think, you know, what was it? Um, Apocalypse. They they showed Sinister. Well, they so, alluded to his company. So, but they took Wolverine's blood, right? Yeah. Was that Apocalypse or was that in... That's Apocalypse. Okay. So, they took his blood. X-23 is coming along in the next... In Logan. It only makes sense that Mr. Sinister's in this, but they haven't casted anybody or they haven't announced that they casted anybody. And it hasn't been Brian Cranston. So, that's who I want as Mr. Sinister. So, maybe he's further along in the process, which brings me up to my very next point. Well... Should X-23 be included into the Sophie Turner-led X-Men? Or should she move into the X-Force? See, the problem I have with that is, unless they say she hasn't aged, she, this movie's supposed to take 30 years after Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. So how, you know what I mean? Like, that was the 80s. Yep. This is probably way past 30 years. This is probably like 2050. It... From what I read, it said that now that it just could have been someone speculating. Yeah, could have been just me posting an Instagram post. <laughs> but so it's years and years and years in the future. Yeah. By this time, Jean Grey is dead. Yeah. So unless they made her and she doesn't age, and or she aged very, 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 very slowly. Yeah. But I don't know how she would fit in that universe. I think if they include her, they're going to include her in the TV universe. X-23 focused TV show where it's kind of like a Stranger Things vibe with the kids. And that's how she gets included. And it's after Old Man Logan. And if she's not in that, I think she's a one-shot and this is it because of the time difference. That's a great point. I think that, you know, based on the time difference, we're not going to see much of her anymore. Because Deadpool's more of a current time. It's not in the future with Old Man Logan. X-Force is probably going to be in the... Well, we can see it in X-Force because Cable is from the future. So maybe he brings back X-23 with him, but who the fuck knows? It's This whole universe is so goddamn confusing for me. Well, what they the do... The timeline's fucking see, confusing. See, what the problem is, is they, they make something, and then, oh, it doesn't work, so we're going to redo this. Yeah. Or we're going to redo that. Yep. And that's the problem with... I love X-Men. I always have and always will. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem with the movie universe is because they're taking this... And like, all right, we did X-Men Origins. You know what? Forget about that. We're going to do this. Yep. And you know what? Everything that you've seen in X-Men 1, 2, and 3. Forget it. Forget it because we're doing... Days of Future Past. Days and of they're Future all Past. live. And you know what? 
it's just going to reset the timeline. Yep. So let's talk about reboots. Um, when when Fox reboots Wolverine, which they're more than likely going to do in five years, who would you guess? See, I don't want them to do it. I don't want them either. But I know I know who I think is who I would like to be cast, and I know who Hugh Jackman wants to be cast, and I know who you want to be cast. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, and that's Hugh Jackman said if they're going to recast Wolverine, the only person is going to be Tom Hardy. And, and that's what I you want. You know who said he wants it? Yeah. I forget, he was... Matt like, Bomber? No, Eddie the Eagle, he was, um... Taron Edgerton? Yes. He said he wants it. Yeah, because he's short. Um, he was actually rumored for Cyclops, and he yeah. turned it down. Yeah, because for, um, Kingsman 2, I think yeah. he wanted to continue working on that. Um, but yeah, he, uh... It was like two weeks ago, he posted an Instagram... I want to play fucking Wolverine. Well, if Ed, a 6'2 guy can play Wolverine, a 6'5 guy can play Wolverine... S- I'm I'm fine. Look, I got the beard. I can grow hair. Uh, speaking of that little trivia that I was reading up on, did you know that uh, James Martin in the X Men movies wore? Uh, yeah, he wears uh, pumps to yeah heel be taller or um, the heels. He had to wear heels. heels. Yeah, yeah. He wear heels to uh, make it look like he was at least close to his height. Yeah, because he's uh, he's like what, five five ten. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a shorter man. Uh, well, he's an average sized man. I'm just above average. Um, I, w- I would like Tom Hardy if they ever recast it. But, like, Henry Cavill could be a good Wolverine just because of the physique and the... Oh, they would never do that. Yeah. Or Joe Manganiello, another one that they won't do. But Joe Manganiello is, like, 6'6". Six, six. Can't have his ass doing it. But Jason Momoa... Um. The only reason I could see going with, like, uh, Taron Egerton is because he's, he's young. younger. Yeah. And he, and he's little. He's shorter. And it... Like, Tom Hardy's not that much no, I younger than... And it explains the dynamic between X-23 and Wolverine. I, I can get it, but I don't think that they should reboot it. I don't want them to reboot it. I want them to sell the rights to Marvel so Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, can be included in the Avengers. That's how. That's really how I feel. Um, and, you know, it's long overdue that we did a, a Logan episode, a Wolverine episode, but I was saving it because... The movie. I, the movie. I and, get it. Um, you know, this could have been one of the, the, episode, the very first episodes because of how much we love uh, Wolverine. So... I'm going to see Wolverine or Logan. You're going to see Logan. I encourage everybody else to see Logan because this is probably the last time we're going to see Wolverine on screen. Um, and I want it to be great, and I'm optimistic about it. Um, do you have anything for the Geek Gallery today? Because I have one thing that I'd like to discuss. All right, you go first. The Bad Batch trailer. Okay. I want to see it. It's Trailer Park Mad Max. It's got John Wick, Keanu Reeves, and it's got Aquaman, Jason Momoa in it. And there's a one-armed woman in smiley face shorts named Sookie Waterhouse. And I'm intrigued to see it. And Jim Carrey plays Hermit. Yep. Well, and, and Giovanni Ribisi. But I was just focusing on my two guys and Sookie. But I, I really want to see it. Uh, it looks crazy. It looks weird. It's independent. It looks... It's done by Vice. And I like I like everything that Vice has put out, especially the Action Bronson television show called Fuck That's Delicious. I Have you ever heard about that? You know who Action Bronson is, yeah. right? He used to be a chef. And he goes... Yep, and he goes around... Well, do you see him? Um, he goes around the world... And around different places, and uh, eats strange food, and expensive food. So it's and like critiques it. no borders. Yeah, just called fuck. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. Delicious. It's on Viceland TV. Um, that's what I'm really excited about. I watched the celebrity basketball game for the NBA, and I didn't know half the people, so I, I'm feel I feel really old. Um, what do you got? You got anything? Uh, last night, we just found out that uh, our boy Donald Glover. Yeah, oh yeah. Has joined the Lion King movie. With James Earl Jones. With James Earl Jones, which we talked about before. I was like, it has to be James Earl Jones. Yep. And, um... Give your fan casting, which 
will probably happen as Timon and Pumbaa. Because I want to predict the future one more time. Key and Peel as Timon and Pumbaa. And to me, who else? No, it's uh, Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen. That's who I got. But I, because we were talking about it last night, because I was at work and you texted me and I was like, oh shit. And I want, re- I really want Jeremy Irons as Scar. Yep. It's probably it, not it, gonna It's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. But, um, Timon and Pumbaa, Key and Peel, Active Geek. Lock it up. Boom. Lock it up. Well, the last thing we need to do, Chuck, is plug ourselves. And we mentioned our Twitter, which is ActiveGeek underscore. We are on uh, Instagram, the Active Geek, which I still don't post, but I'm going to. We're on Facebook, where you can get all of our episodes, and we're going to do some um, some kind of pictures to show you who we are and who we've met, and some fun stuff in our geek lives on Facebook real soon. We're on SoundCloud, uh, the Active Geek Podcast. We're on iTunes Store, the Active Geek Podcast, and the Geek Culture Cast Network, where you can find our friends, uh, Legends of the Panel Podcast, Warp My Tartars Podcast, and Microburst. So make sure you subscribe to all of their stuff while you subscribe to us. Uh, review us and review them as well. Um, and then we are on Spreaker.com under the Geek Culture Cast Network, and that's where you can find us um, on the World Wide Web, the interwebs. And the last thing I'm going to say, and I want to get this trending, is hashtag Active Geeks for Batman. See you.